Justin, you and I met up IRL. That's in real Ooh. life for our uh, non-internet lingo using uh, listeners. We met up in real life this past week for the first time, I think, since January. Yes. Um, and uh, first of all, always good to see you. It's you know we didn't talk after our you know we we met up and then just didn't say anything. So hope you were well. Um, but uh, we we met up and we saw John Wick Four. That was me. I was, I was fighting. I, I loved Thank that. You. I loved I was watching the screen of you do of you doing all that. And I thought for a second I was back. In you the know, it, 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 you know, it's that was a very, very visceral film. It was it was there was a lot of um, goo globs and guts, as my second grade teacher would say. Goo, goo um, globs, goo, comma, globs, comma, and guts. Oh, it's uh, odd, odd that you would say that the same week breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom has a new trailer <laughs> goo globs goo is that in the yeah it's how they stick the the logs together with the oh uh, yeah it is kind of it is kind of wet looking yeah it? yeah it, it probably sounds like okay and moving right along we saw john wick four, and like the question always is like yo where is the good john wick video game and i want to throw it to you Justin Makovich, what is your pitch for a John Wick video game? All right, so it's a game that um, yeah. whenever mm -hmm. you die, you get a year older, um, and <laughs> okay, uh, it's interesting it's, concept. Yeah, it's, it's a simple concept, really. Um, and like you, there's like a couple levels in it, maybe like four or five, and then like each time you beat a level, there's like a save point, and you can choose to keep going at your current age or like reset it. At the very mm -hmm, beginning, mm -hmm. all jokes aside, the John Wick video game is Sifu because the entire time I was watching John Wick four, I had the itch mm -hmm. to pull up Sifu again and go through that club scene. And because that is like, I think yeah. one of the top levels in video games. That second level. Oh my God, in Sifu? Yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah, so it's one of those that like that, that hump you get over one, like once you get over that hump of beating it, you can get through the rest of the game. That that's like the whole thing, right? Like if you beat level two of seafood, like the, the other three or four, however many there are, like you you yeah. got it. Um, yeah, I, I think that like probably, like I don't know what this would be, but it would I think probably have to be like a marriage of super hot and seafood, where like you can use the guns, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. As as well, because um, I was actually thinking about this too. I was like, well, what if instead of like you know, I, I think most people would assume it should be like an action third person action game but i was thinking that i was like what if it was like a like now hear me out card based tactics game you've where you have a deck wake up <laughs> listener wake up he's it's only an example it's not a real game you, wake up you have a deck of cards like because because i really liked the the tactics like the the card sort of system from uh what was that game midnight's marvel's midnight suns um, we have a deck of cards that like list out your moves and then you are like figuring out what sort of like move you want to do for the threat that's incoming, right? Like guy's got a big rifle. You're going to do like the chop on the rifle to disarm him and then switch it around and shoot him with the rifle. And then now you have the rifle, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's a card. Yeah. And I was like thinking about all that. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And then I was like, I've never played it. I think I just came up with the idea of John Wick <laughs> So yeah, I downloaded I downloaded that <laughs> yeah, bad boy. You played it, right? Very briefly. I thought, hey, we could do this while talking about John uh John Wick. I could play it in the background. But that's like a straight up just tactics game. Um and like 
there you're you're kind of like dealing with probabilities about shooting what gun to pick up get maximizing Mm -hmm. your your run through a little segment of stuff they have a hard mode and it's a hard mode because you have to do everything in seven seconds so you only have seven seconds to make each move uh before things move so it is like it can be fast paced but it's definitely not like a, a game that you'd want to um you'd want to uh be talking while you're playing <laughs> that's something not related yeah but yeah then Nia- i tried to listen to podcasts while i was doing midnight suns and i was like nope, nope yeah, yeah, like i not, literally i need not to, happening not to happening dialed in here yeah um did you ever beat that by the way marvel's midnight yeah. suns i think it was like 90 hours so no i played i think 30 and i was like I did you get it. to that one scene uh, that's all on the tiktok when the when the wizard guy is going boom 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 are you familiar with that uh no, like I, I saw a lot of wizards in that game, uh, but I don't know the specific clip. There's you're like about. one where he's doing like a like a like a hand signal, and then he goes like "fuck you" kind of thing. It's oh. out there. Uh, I believe. Let me say this: I believe you, and I, I might have. Um, if that's when they reclaimed the Sanctum Sanctorum, then yeah, I remember that <laughs> scene. All right, I was I was there in the paint fighting off Venom. <laughs> and shit watch um, it not even be yeah, midnight no. suns and i'm just like <laughs> it's just it's just from yeah, dark like, strange dude, the movie. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but like like i think you know obviously the the go-to answer is like a third person shooter or first person shooter or whatever but i like the tactics idea like doesn't sound bad to the point where like hey john mccaggs if that's what your game is like that sounds pretty good <laughs> um but I, I do understand that like people want a hotline miami type game but i just i think that like how complicated his like like the the marriage between the like fist fighting and guns i think it's just a little too complicated to like i could be wrong um is a little too complicated to like keep it really like clean does that make yeah. sense so like cuz cuz to be to, like if you have a gun like even if you're in like close combat and like it would be hard to aim you could probably still kill someone in a video game you know what yeah. i mean like I've, I've not really found a game that like really marries like cl- like you know hand-to-hand combat with uh long-range stuff but i, I think but i think your thoughts. idea of super hot's like the perfect thing because that game literally is about using the guns around you taking it throwing the gun at this thing ducking over here shooting um yeah i, I forget is it um is that it's not only in vr right have you played that game in vr Super yeah. hot. I've never played it in oh, VR. Um, it's next level. <laughs> like when, when I bet that's I bet that's fun. Yeah, when you're going to grab the gun and like the, like actually like going out to do that stuff and like freezing yeah. and moving still and like looking where everything is, that is like a Yeah. That's a special moment. I, I think that that time slowing stuff is is kind of like would need to be like really important just because like being able to think out your next move and like how you're going to do what you're going to do. Because then also you get like you you get a katana, there's a level in super hot, like the first one, because I think there were like two of them. I don't know. Uh, the titles were a little confusing in my opinion. Um, in Super Hot, there's like a, a scene where you are like running down a hallway and they're shooting at you with rifles and you have a katana and you have to use the katana to slice the bullets in half. And like that, it was very like, it was very like, Deadpool. I was going to be a lot. I was going to be not only Deadpool, um, the uh, uh, Wolverine. Uh, Straight yeah. up, watched for the first time last night, X-Men's Origins. Wolverine. Oh, Why? Um, me and me and my roommate have been watching through all the X-Men movies and we just got to the end of the third one, I don't know, five weeks ago and just couldn't be bothered because like he's like, it's not good, man. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a bad movie right there. Okay, so um, here's the thing. Yeah, I think uh-huh. somewhere between the ending, somewhere between the bad VFX 
There's like mm-hmm. a hint of a good movie in there. Uh, yeah, like I think like I think you could take like three scenes and go like if you watched only those scenes, you're like, yeah, I want to see more of this flick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, na- like, namely, like, I think him having his little life in the cabin and then with his with his wife or whoever I thought was well, kind of fun. Even- or also a good movie is like straight up the intro sequence to that where they're going through all the the wars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think him and Sabretooth's relationship, I mean, to make Sabretooth an interesting, compelling villain for part of that, I think is is a victory on their part. But uh, then he looks in the mirror at his CG claws, and you're like, hmm. I have seen that scene be mocked, right? Uh, I didn't realize that that was real. I thought that like it was some other Hugh Jackman movie that someone was like, wouldn't it be funny if we put claws into it? I had no fucking idea. Like it came on the screen and like my mouth is like wide open. Like, wait a second. <laughs> like they charge people money to watch this. If you haven't seen it, uh, please, please educate yourself. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine claws. Like every single time those things come out, it just looks terrible. Um, but it's it's worth watching for sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's the intro. It's Hitbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 138 my name is peter hunt spitek joining me as always is my wonderful friend co-host justin makovich how are you justin what's going on with you well you know a lot a lot of the listeners who aren't in education um whenever mm-hmm. i say mm-hmm. things like i'm on summer break or i'm on spring break or i'm on a winter break and you're like yeah. oh teachers get more time off right i'm talking about that just remember when i'm off of work i have to go back mm-hmm. to work and today I went back to work and it's not a feeling that's a good one. You know, didn't you have work today? Wasn't your break? Yeah, over? I did. So is this was my day back after a break. So oh, I, see. I don't care how many yes, breaks you, you have. have it makes going back that much worse. That is yeah. true. That is true. The Monday of all Mondays truly it really was. Um, uh, and, and half the kids are still on break. So I'm just kind of like teaching to like empty seats. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you ever need you ever need a seat filler, you call me up. I would love to learn. Yeah, I mean we are we are going through Romeo and Juliet right now. Uh we got oh. to the Leonardo DiCaprio version of uh Romeo and Very Juliet. Very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Um did not appreciate it when I was yeah, younger. Yeah, but now that you see it again, you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's I just I like that like they tried something. They did. They did. Like I don't know if it works all the time, but like they tried. If you're listening for Shakespeare, it's not a good it's not a good film. But if you're just sure. if you want to be basking in some very visual noise. It's a good thing to. Who directed that? Uh, isn't it um, Boz Lerman? That is not a name that I know. Boz Lerman. Yep. And Juliet, 1996. Boz Lerman. Now, who? What's he done? Sixty um, percent Metacritic. Come on. He, he kind of looks like he'd be a villain in a John Wick movie, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He does. Um, I'm seeing a picture of him, like kind of stroking his chin with like some like pearls on. Okay, he did Elvis. He did The Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge. He directed Australia, that movie with Hugh Jackman in it. Australia. Um, did you watch that on the tr- on the train ride? I almost said on the plane ride to Australia. 
Um, I did not. I watched two full seasons of Survivor. <laughs> okay, I'm not, you know. Um, that's... So, by the way, uh, I don't remember what season ever. I think this is season 19, Africa. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, no, it's not 19. I think it's 16 or 17. It's not important. Um, it's with, uh, you know, JT and Taj, Steven, Coach, the Dragon Slayer. Um, anyway, no, but apparently they watch it all the time in school as when you're like a kid, because it's just like, well, this is our only movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is like, I, this is the movie. Uh, I, I was walking past uh, our foods room the other day and they were watching Good Eats and I was like, oh, I miss home economics. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like you're a teacher and I swear we're going to talk about video games. You're a teacher. So like, you're closer to school than I am. Like in terms of like literally like you're in a school every day. Yeah. Um, there are times when I'm like, damn, I miss school. Like, school was kind of fun. And then I, like, remember, like, no, like, this one 15-minute part of your day was pretty fun. And then the rest of the school was, like, pretty pretty not fun. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I'm not even saying that as someone who, like, hated school. I thought school was fine. Like, I, I liked my friends and I liked, like, the activities I did and whatever. But, like, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm just going to say, mm. school that's you don't have responsibilities in the same way that you do when you're not in school anymore. That's the thing. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Well, that's, I wish okay, that's not that fair. That's, I'm generalizing. I'm, I teach at a pretty privileged school. There are probably definitely some students at some schools oh, who do not have that kind percent. of privilege, but like, yes. I, it's just like the, the amount of responsibility that you have, the older you get, but when, well, it's when just like you give up, you give up like lack of responsibility for like freedom to do things. Mm-hmm. And like that is such yep. a trade off that like when you're a kid you're like this is awesome and then now that I have shouldered the weight of my full <laughs> responsibility I fucking owed thirty eight hundred dollars to the government this year that was a responsibility I had <laughs> oh <laughs> that sucks man. let's talk about video games uh, here's a preview of the news coming up E uh, three is canceled what, what? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the, uh, sorry excuse me Tears of the Kingdom looks wild. And PSVR 2 sales indicate that it's something of the flop. We're going to talk about those three headlines and a little bit more in a moment here. Before we do, I want to give you a reminder to jump into our Discord uh, server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can support us on Patreon if you are feeling generous. That's patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker, Keeping the lights on here. If you do become that $3 podcast producer, not only deluxe podcast producers, excuse me, not only will you, your name be read alongside Jane Nolan, Dave Parker, but you'll get an additional 30 minute bonus episode every single week. We've got like, I think this is episode 40 of, of these things. Like there is 20 additional hours of content. We're talking more about John Wick in the bonus episode. So you're going to want to stick around to hear that. You know what I mean? um, if, if you can't, if you can't all good. Follow us on Twitter at, hitbox pod um rank us or not rank us uh like rate us in your podcast player of choice that stuff really goes a long way to help us out justin you want to talk about the metacritic roundup let's do it metacritic roundup two games in the metacritic roundup this week the first that i want to talk about is a an indie game called dredge um this is, I think, published by Team 17 uh, and developed by Black Salt Games and Fire Shrine, uh, Fire Shine Games. Uh, this is 
a fishing simulator that's gone kind of Lovecraftian and dark, which I think is kind of fun. On the Switch, it has an 84 on the Xbox Series X, also an 84, uh, PS5 in 81, and PC in 81. Um, people seem to like this. This seems to be honest with you, kind of up my alley. Like I said, it's like a it's like a fish. I'm going to read you a little summary here. Dredge is a fishing adventure with a sinister undercurrent. Sell your catch, upgrade your vessel and dredge the depths for long buried relics. Explore the stories of these strange locals and discover why some things are best left forgotten. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. What do you think? Yeah, it was, I, this game was not on my radar. By it the way, was definitely not on my radar. Uh, but when I was like going through the Metacritic roundup or whatever, I saw a fishing simulator with like a twist and I was like, what? And it was like a horror game. I was like a fishing simulator horror game. What is that? Um, and it's definitely like playing up the Lovecraftian stuff. So you basically the game starts off when um, you like like kind of crash on this like cozy little island and you go around to like fish to upgrade your boat to upgrade the town like normal stuff. But then, like, when it gets night out, you get, like, this, like, sanity meter, which is, like, pretty typical of these, like, Lovecraftian games that you start seeing weird stuff the 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 redder the eye gets. Um, there are, like, crows that will come and, like, steal your inventory items. There'll be mysterious mm-hmm. twisters. There'll be giant monsters that come out of the sea. Um, and basically, it's, like, one of those things that if you choose to do stuff at night, you can get all these these creepy horror stuff and you get more, like, but you get better fish that you can sell for better prices. Um, or you can just, you know, casually go around the thing and try to stay uh, in daylight as, as much as possible. Um, but it's a really kind of pretty looking game. Uh, it is looks like interesting enough uh, of a fishing simulator. Um, a lot of the reviews I watched and read of it all said about like how even if um, you're just looking for a basic simulator game, like this is a good one to do. Like it's it's core of a simulator game is pretty good. Um and uh, like I know my my wife was like looking for something to play in the lines of like uh, Spirit Fair. I don't know if this is the game with the horror like elements of it. Yeah, um, maybe not. But but I mean, it's on the switch. Maybe it's something I could uh, you know pick up one of these days uh, before Tears of the Kingdom comes out. But it actually looks pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, to be honest with you, like if I if we weren't sort of on the cusp of some big stuff between like. Jedi Fallen, or, or, or what a second. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. I'm not going to um, make it. I'm not going to stop. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, is that the Kelly Clarkson one, or is that... It's Destiny's Child, my friend. There's a Kelly Clarkson one that's Survivor. Um, uh, it's... I'm well now that's gonna bother me okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out of my mind okay and someone is screaming at me right now um no but but it, it's like <laughs> it's survival <laughs> it, this this game this game looks cool uh it, it sort of speaks to like that fear that I don't know like I definitely have of like the horrors of the depths of the ocean do you know what I mean yeah, by that yeah. like and like part of it is like is the stuff you're seeing actually real but then you bring back these horror right. fish and stuff like that so it has to be real right yeah um but i mean there's some fucked up stuff in the ocean you know what i mean like i like that I, that's fine i don't want to be in the ocean if i can help it i'm gonna be surrounded by yeah. land the rest of my life if i got superpowers it'd probably be like i could breathe underwater i'd be like god damn it <laughs> be the worst but when you feel better wouldn't you feel better like because you'd be able to be comfortable going into the ocean because you wouldn't have to worry about breathing there's so many things about the, it's not even the drowning that that bothers me like you know 
Like, it would just be, like, in the water, like, not surrounded by anything. And, like, let me tell you, if my superpower is just to breathe, that doesn't mean I'm going to swim fast. So what if I'm, like, in the middle of the Atlantic? Like, where, what direction do right. I go in? What if it starts getting real nippy and cold? What if I starve to death? I have to eat fish? Ew. If I'm gonna, if the only way for me to survive is eating fish? No, thank you. An all-sushi diet doesn't sound so bad to me. But when you're, you're looking right in the face of that fish, as you're, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a big football fish, the one with the, like, the... Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, are you hungry? (laughs) Um, And take a fucking golem ass bite out of that thing. Anyway, that's Dredge. I don't know. This this game looks looks pretty neat. This might be something I pick up um, in maybe a slow part of the year um, when I'm not catching up on things and also... And it's um, reviewing actually really well. I mean, it's like an 81 on PC, 7.2 user score, and then on the Switch... Uh, it's 84 with a 9.5 user score for users, but still. Uh, but it's also on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. So yeah. if you have a video game system, ch- ch- check it out. Um, yeah, that's that's also a great point. Like, you can play it anywhere, no matter where you are. Does it work um, on Linux? I have truly no way of knowing that. Um <laughs> If you need to know that information, I would suggest a different podcast. Yeah, I would suggest Googling I mean, it. I think that's just fair. Yeah, Google or... Um, uh, I imagine this isn't the only game that you're, you're worried about. You're B- yeah, Bing about it. yeah, Bing it if you're asking <laughs> yeah. about Linux. Uh, you all, uh, pull up AltaVista. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and search that in there. Um, the other game here in the Metacritic Roundup is The Last of Us Part 1 PC port. and uh, It's got to be a 10 out of 10, right? Doggy. Uh, this game is a 58 on PC. Um, oh, it's worse than when is, I put know, it in yesterday. <laughs> which is like starkly compared to its PS5 version, which is an 88, right? Uh, and like the user score here is is also abysmal, set at 1.7. Uh, I, I think I would I would really rather not put any stock into what user scores have to say about The Last of Us, um, just because I mean, like you know, we saw how it all went with like Last of Us Part Two and everything like that in terms of just like people being just very homophobic and and hateful and whatever but um without looking too deeply into the user scores the reviews the actual like written reviews um do paint an interesting picture this game just isn't totally finished like like it is buggy as fuck and it is very funny to watch um in terms of of that uh did you see the, because the bugs are the bugs are funny did you see the one in the um, cut scene where they're just in there and all of a sudden they all get when they're wet. All wet yeah <laughs> they're yeah. all just like dripping out of nowhere <laughs> yeah I'm like, like that stuff is, is like harmless enough in my opinion, if it happens like once or twice. Um, but, but I mean, have you seen these like compilations of like Joel's face? Oh yeah. They're horrifying. Where he turns into like this monster. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like it looks like the Morbius. Did you see Morbius? Uh, no, no, I think. Yeah. Cause you're fiscally responsible. (laughs) So I saw it twice and, um, like it looks like that effect (laughs) like on him it looks bad Uh, and and you know hey like you're gonna run into bugs on on uh you know whatever system you're playing on sometimes but like yo dog like this is it this is like a triple a release and it is busted as fuck like people are having like reporting like multiple crashes you know within several hours like there's constant visual issues frame rate uh, also seems to be a really big problem for for most people um where like there's just this like constant like hitching. It seems like it just seems like it's not a very smooth game to play. Um, and that it just in its current state, it just doesn't work very well. I was reading. you got to have um, it load for like two hours for it to run correctly. Is that right? Yeah. That's <laughs> that wild. seems stupid. Like, OK, it's like living a buffer. So, so here is just like a quick moment to like take a step back. I think this is good mm-hmm. for uh, game development studios like a naughty dog that's used to its whole 
time doing video games mostly to be on PlayStation platforms to kind of branch out of there. Yeah. Um, and I know they had another company. Didn't they have another company do it? But it was mostly run by Naughty Dog, if I believe. Yeah, that's the thing. I saw a lot of people trying to say like, oh, well, like, you know, it's like they worked with another company for this. But it's like, no, nah, dude, not like that it's not acceptable no. like you know what i mean like even if even if another company did do a majority of the work like naughty dog uh, yeah. so i mean a company like naughty dog that's optimized how to deal with playstation right i think this yeah. is a good way for them to expand their uh their technical muscles to how to do it on pc because i think this is kind of the way that things are going i think they're like mm-hmm. hey we got to start doing this stuff for pc it's a way to get more people in the audience i get all that stuff i, I think that is great i think they should do that and i understand there'll be some issues along the way with it but this is what a 60 dollar game i think it's probably 70 dollars. so right? so like if, if with that being said like you're not just doing this experiment like this tech demo that you're putting out for discounted rate you're charging people full no. price for this and i think that's where it's kind of annoying and like no reason for them to have released this they already missed the deadline of having it um out during uh the tv show so if that's really the marketing push they were doing they missed that already there's no reason for them to have released this they had to have known it wasn't running well um I, and then now you've squandered that goodwill right. too and there's and it let me tell you even if this thing ran perfectly, I'm pretty sure it would not have like significantly boosted Naughty Dog slash Sony's bottom line for the year. You know what I mean? Like it's right. not like this would yes. have been another like $10 million sell, like 10 million units sold. This game is the best thing ever. Like, I don't think that was the case. It just, they could have waited until they fixed it or worst case, cancel it. Can you imagine if Naughty Dog just like, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, the it's poor dinner is not happening. Like, that's what I don't get per se, because I don't think this is doing anything positive for Naughty Dog right now. And even best case scenario, they eventually get things out to fix it. This isn't like a cyberpunk situation, right? This game has already been out. (laughs) People have already played it on better versions. Um, And like, there's just, it's just seems like such an unforced error. And when can you remember Naughty Dog having this kind of what I would call justified bad PR, not because people are just like negative about, uh, you know, women with arms <laughs> exactly right like this is this is adele this is like a big um loss and it, you know it's just it sucks like i don't know like imagine like you know you imagine you are gonna play this for the first time you know what i mean it's never been on pc before last like the original last of us isn't so like you are excited about it and then all of a sudden it turns out that it's just this fucking busted game like that sucks yeah um yeah that, that is it is disappointing at the very least um yeah i i guess just hope patches come if you're if you're interested in picking this up or just wait, you know, because by the time this does get patched, um, it'll probably be discounted. I, I guess I don't know as much about like Steam sales and everything like that, but like that's I guess just what I would assume. Um, um, that said, the bugs here are are very funny. Like like a lot of this stuff is is just making me laugh. So um, Steam, however, I'm not sure who like initiated this. Um, I'm just reading something on GamingBible.com by Emma Flint. Um, confirms that Steam is offering full refunds to users, no questions asked, no matter how long you've played it. So oh, that's if you good. did in fact buy the game and it's not running well and you're not happy with it, they will give you a full refund, which I think is great. Um, I know that that is more than just a Steam issue to a certain point. It's not like Steam is the reason this isn't doing well. Um, right. But um, I'm glad they're at least doing that. Uh, it's overriding yeah. its own return policy. Um, so that's good. Well, I, I, that's that's good. There's uh, Justin, one more thing in the Metacritic Roundup, uh, actually, that was not on our dock here. Uh-oh. Um, but I am going to throw it to you real quick. I can't believe you forgot. 
game of the year contender. I feel like this is um, sarcastic. Or so it seemed. Crime boss Rocky City. Oh, I think there's a reason why I didn't put this on there. <laughs> if you remember, this game was uh, like teased. At, I think revealed at the Game Awards. If I'm not I'm mistaken, um, it's got a crazy cast. It's like got Chuck Norris in it and Danny Trejo and Michael Rooker, uh, uh, Danny Glover, um, uh, Michelle Basinger. I think her name is. Uh, this has like a crazy like eighties cast, Vanilla Ice as well, uh, and uh, it's like a it's like a payday type crime shooter. Um, it is uh, currently on Metacritic only on PC. Uh, it has a forty nine on Metacritic for PC, um, but it is also apparently on P- uh, PS five and Xbox Series. I'm just saying, I'm watching the trailer for the video game. Yeah, right. The trailer. Yep. And there's like yep. screen tearing and pop in in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> like it's pretty yep. apparent that there's this is not going to be a good game. Though a lot of these celebrities look pretty nice. I'm gonna say that. Good fit. Good good facial models. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right. <laughs> like I I suppose. Um, but Zandu's there, right? Zandu. Y- uh, Yondu. Yondu. Sorry, my Yondu. bad. My bad. My bad. Um, also, I mistakenly thought that uh, Travis Barker was in this video game as just a very odd cast. Uh, you know, the main character is called Travis Baker. Uh, Michael Madsen plays the main character, Travis Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, but as like the names are going by, I'm like, was that fucking Travis Barker? Like, if you're not familiar, um, the drummer for Blink-182 and uh, married to one of the Kardashians couldn't the gun to my head. Couldn't tell you who um, Kim. Would be an odd, would be an odd choice. What Celeste? Nope. There's a Celeste. <laughs> no, Kardashian. Okay, I dude, I don't, I don't know anything about them. Um, yeah. So there you go. Crime boss, Rock A City. Is that uh, Game Pass? I would say. Um, I thought it was, but I don't think so. I mean, if, <laughs> me, if it is, that's probably the only way I'd even play it. But even then, it'd probably um, break my Xbox. Game Pass for April. Um, by the way, I, I don't know if you know this. Quantum Break is leaving Game Pass. Yeah, so I heard that. What a that. shock! Good thing I bought an Xbox 360 for that. Oh, Xbox One. On X- Xbox One. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say no, I was that, like, was, that was that was that was the one of the the packings yeah. I got with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I uh, I have the Quantum Break xbox one <laughs> like the the quantum break branded xbox one. well they're gonna right. take it's that cool. from you they're gonna repo it they'll be like it's digital anyway give it back to us <laughs> sean ashmore no sean ashmore no i'm sorry that was a good game i liked it a lot yeah and hey fucking pour one out lance reddick oh yeah pour one out lance reddick uh justin you play any games this week i did um so uh one of my i had two i had a couple spring break goals for me um i wanted to play and beat resident evil 4 didn't care which version and i wanted to read uh two books um Mm. i'm gonna be honest with you peter i didn't open a fucking book (laughs) over spring break (laughs) okay I lied. You're telling me that Chainsaw Man Volume 1 and 2 do not count uh, as Volume 1 was offended. before Spring Break. Volume 2. So technically, okay. I made half of my goal, if we're going to talk that way. Okay. Though, okay. reading a volume of a manga takes me like 20, 20 minutes, maybe. It's, it's about 30 minutes for an action manga like yeah. this. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, Spy Family a little bit longer because it's, it's not action quite. It's got more text in it. So, um, I didn't do any of that. Instead, um, I had two games on my uh xbox that i downloaded uh the first one was um 
what's I can't even think of it. I didn't play it. Um, what's the Souls like one that came out? Uh, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Yeah, it's downloaded on there. Um, so that that's waiting for me to have a very frustrating twenty minute play session of it. Um, the second yeah, I bet, thing I, bet, I, bet. I downloaded and I beat Atomic Heart. You beat it! I wow. Did. Um, so my first question: mm-hmm. Do you like Bioshock? I, I I like Bioshock some. Okay, so you're not like in love with it. It's one of those things where like I think I was a little young to get it when it came out. You know? Yeah, like, uh, did you play all three of them? Yeah. Okay. I, I would, I, if someone said, hey, here's more Bioshock, I'd play more Bioshock. So this is like a Bioshock, and uh-huh. it's almost unabashedly like Bioshock. Um, so it starts off very similar to what you would see in Bioshock Infinite when, you know, you get into, like, uh, you're up in, the, what's the Sky City called? Columbia. You're in Columbia. And uh, there's this like celebration going on. They're about to release this new thing called the collective, which is basically human consciousness all combined into one. And you're basically going to the launch of this. It's like the new iPhone came out, but this happens in like 55. So this collective is coming and everyone's brains, you're going to be able to, if you want to learn a skill, you'll be able to connect to the collective and you'll be able to learn that skill. If you want to like learn, read something collective, you don't have to read it. You'll know it. It's like this great thing that's advancing technology forward. Um, and they're also, they're building this collective technology under the funding that they, that this is in, takes place in Russia or I guess Soviet Union. Um, they're, okay. do, they're getting this because they basically created these robots that are like everywhere. There's robots for everything, robot servants, robot, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, and basically in the collective, you can control these robots too. Everyone can control these robots. Well, guess what fucking happens, Peter? I'm guessing that the robots... Garou. They do. Someone programs, yeah. someone puts a virus in the robots, puts them on attack mode, and they start killing everyone. And you literally get to experience the moment when it, they start killing everyone. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, so it's like playing Iron Man 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, actually, kind of. So, like, that's the, the 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 start of the game. It starts off in a very kind of like walking through this like celebration with all these people and this like festival and stuff walking around. You see the robots that'll eventually be the enemies, like doing their like menial tasks of like passing out ice cream and shit um then things go bad and all of a sudden the world is destroyed you've witnessed all there's dead bodies everywhere blood smeared everywhere all this stuff and it's so bioshock in fact that there's literally a scene when you go to a lighthouse this is light spoilers near the end of the game you literally go to a lighthouse and you go you're you're on an elevator that descends underwater and you're falling really fast and then all of a sudden you see this underwater city (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that in the very same way that when you first see rapture and the character yeah. literally says like, Oh, I want to explore that. I, I'm ass- sure there's so much rapture there. Like he literally says the he word says rapture, rapture That's so stupid. as it's happening, as you get the music playing and everything. It's like, so like on the nose or whatever. Um, but um, so more so than even just the setting and the kind of story that's told about this uh, utopian society that that's fallen. Um, it is really like Bioshock in terms of how the story is told to you. Um, uh, would you kindly remind me about the plot of Bioshock one? Yeah. Anything you ask. Um, yeah. So in, <laughs> so, so, like, so literally like it is to that level oh, to a certain point. Oh. Um, and, um, 
they do do a good job of subverting those expectations. It's like they expected you to play Bioshock. They are following along mm-hmm. that Bioshock story, but then they start messing with it a little bit. Um, and the gameplay, it's really cool. Uh, you got really good weapons that you can upgrade. You basically have your ballistics, your energy, um, and your melee weapons. There's a variety of each with their own pros and cons. You have the hard hitting fast melee. You have the lighter hitting, uh, uh, wait, no, the heavy hitting slow melee or the Mm -hmm. light hitting fast melee. Um, you have big guns, little guns, energy guns that recharges. The bullets are obviously better for most things. Um, and it is like that perfect kind of game. You just go around an environment, you suck things up with your little glove. Cause you have a power glove that gives you like plasmids that also talks to you. Um, and, Oh, I, yes, I saw some. So of like, basically this thing is like an AI that's connected to you, um, that will interact with the world. Uh, you have plasmid like powers, like ice, electric, uh, telekinesis. Um, you have this goop that you put out that like uh, you can put elements on that changes what the goop does. Like so, it's very like Bioshock with that kind of stuff. Um, there's hacking. There's door locks. There's um, a very kind of heady story that once you really start to explore the world and find out why the world went to hell, why the plan of the collective is not going well, you really I think you get a lot out of it. And the one thing I think it does really well um, is you and your glove have a lot of like existential conversations about the world. Um, they question the actions of your character. They question actions mm-hmm. of the uh, enemies in the game. Um, and I think throughout the game, you're really developing a relationship and a rapport with your glove character who becomes like a central character. Um, okay. That's kind of cool. So while I've spoken nice things about it so far, let's talk about the not so nice things about it. The game fucking crashes every every two load screens. <laughs> the game loads forever. Um, You're playing this on the Xbox Series X, right? Yeah, on the Series X. Yeah, um, okay. It, it loads forever. Um, it uh, The main character is so poorly written. It is generic white guy who's been through mental trauma, but they do it so bad. That it's not yeah, okay. like, I mean, you're like a, a war soldier who has like basically been reincarnated to be a weapon of war. And it's just like, it, while some of the writing is good, a lot of the writing takes like 30 minutes of dumb dialogue to get to a point that you already guessed an hour ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, it's sure. like, okay, what a reveal. Um, they kind of end some character threads. Not so, so great. Um, but the game itself, I really do enjoy it. Um it's a recommendation if you have Game Pass, I think, even with the technical issues, if you like a game like Bioshock. Um, even a game like uh, Far Cry, I think it, it's more than Far Cry uh, and what those games give you. Um, I think it does a lot of things better than Bioshock, even if Bioshock was the first one to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the the it kind of mixes the open world with the linear levels, very much like Bioshock, but it does have like open worlds connecting stuff that you can go back to. Um, sure. basically the game is, is broken up into four dungeons or complexes that you get to, um, that are like linear levels, but outside of those linear levels is like an open world. That's just kind of like a generic, like foresty area, um, mm-hmm. that have a couple of, um, extra dungeons or bonus dungeons that you can go to that are optional, but you get like better upgrades for your weapons. Um, you get more materials to upgrade yourself. And it was one of those things that as I was going on, it's the perfect kind of game for me because it was it's hard. 
uh, I think. It, there's certain parts that are very hard with it, but I like those games that if my skill of being a first like a player isn't like the thing that I focus on. Um, it's actually the my skill in gaming is not shooting something well. It's about mid-maxing myself so I can shoot things better, if that makes sense. So sure. like really working on yeah. that stuff and upgrading myself in the right way. And if you mess up your upgrades, you can re- respec at any point without any issues. It's really good to do that so oh, you can experiment true. with weapons and stuff like that. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, I do want to kind of make a couple notes. We talked about the controversy of Atomic Heart. Um, the developer yeah. Munfish, um, they have a lot of Russian backers, which it's a game about pro-Soviet World War II messages when they're like the world power, first of all. So I don't think that should be a shock. Um, but the controversy came with the fact that they did not speak out against Russia um, during the Ukraine stuff. They had very kind of generic general statements when doing that mm-hmm. um, as to not upset investors. People are speculating. Um, and there's also some stuff about them like collecting data from Xboxes, which has been uh, proven to be not true, I think. Okay. Um, so there's been a lot of that stuff that's out there. And the message really is there's a lot of like, I don't really want to spoil the ending of it, but like the whole thing, like one of the like political enemies in the game is the U S more or less. And you're trying Mm -hmm. to stop Russia from taking over the world sort of, but the way the game ends, it's kind of like, there's really not a good ending (laughs) like there's multiple endings to the game, but there's really not a good ending. Um, and it's still kind of like even the characters that you think are good guys are like trying to take down the U S sure. So there's a lot of those messages in there. Um, but it is really unique with its storytelling. Um, I don't want to say it's like a game I haven't played before, but it's a very addictive gameplay loop. Um, Mm. that I think I was uh, taken aback by how much I kind of enjoyed playing it. Um, and part of it was me playing it because I didn't want to do actual work over spring break, but, um, I did get to the point where I got to finish the story. Um, yeah. And some interesting stuff. Well, dang, happy to hear that you liked it. Uh, that one slipped by my radar. I might, similar to something like dredge revisit that when I have a little bit more time. Uh, here's a game that I loved. Didn't think I would like it. Didn't feel any way about it. And then turns out, whoops, I loved it. Chia, I got the platinum for it the other day. Um, What a lovely little game. I finished it. Did you finish it yet? I did not. Uh, I got uh, probably uh, halfway through it, I think, chapter wise. Um, And Mm -hmm. I just didn't like keep going with the narrative. But that doesn't mean I won't. Yeah, there is. I mean, there is a point where it's like, are you kidding me? Where it leans in on the combat and it's like, hey, go, you got to go do com- like a lot of combat for like an hour. Oh, that's and th- uh, here's here's something. It didn't need that. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, a couple yeah. of quick questions about the combat. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point in the game, uh, the combat is just you possessing a lantern and burning things on fire. Yes, you de- you described the combat in the so game at that's all. That's it. There's also a part where you can possess these like uh le- these like mythical creatures that shoot things out. Yeah. Is that all- does yeah. that change combat a little bit? So it's not so much you're just this this weird floating lantern. You're actually like a a humanoid thing that can shoot things. Uh, 
I would suggest using those guys to take care of some of the enemies if you don't have any lanterns on hand. Um, but the big problem is that those little guys are called Mockins. They, can you tell I did a lot of guides for this? <laughs> I know, uh, when you actually <laughs> say the names of stuff. What's the name of the main so character? Like, I keep forgetting. Chia. Chia, got it. It is Chia, yes, it is Chia. So the Mockins are like um, the, the little statues, right? And uh, the problem is, yes, they're like they're the most efficient way to take care of the, the uh, like cloth monsters, but the places that you have to go to take care of all the cloth monsters are really big and moving around as the Mockin is very slow. So like you're it's just not a super convenient way to like take care of them. Um, like to be entirely honest with you, I think it's like the the lowest part of the game. And if it wasn't in there, I don't think that the ga- I think the game would be better the, the off combat. Or the mock the combat, the combat and the, this specific thing. Like I said, you have to go to three dis- separate um, areas. Beasts. Divine no, beasts. It's just, you, it's just go th- go clear out these compounds. Oh, okay. It fucking sucks. Like it's ba- like it is bad. Um, just throw a podcast on and do it. Doesn't matter. Um, because then after that, like you're basically at the end of the game, and it and it's good from there on out. Um, and I think the resolution is quite interesting. Um, but it's also if 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 you're into like 100 in games, I had a lot of fun. How um, how long did that clearing take? off everything? It's tough to tell because my PlayStation thing is like my my like in-game times are never accurate because I spend so much time like on a pause screen as I'm writing stuff. Um, it says that I've played it for 23 hours. Um, the tough thing is that the trophy for getting 100 percent um, like there's like a list of activities on the side of the map that uh, you complete. And if you get all of the if you do all of that stuff, you do it. You don't get that trophy. You have to. um have discovered all of the different animals as well. Um, and the problem is I was missing three fish and I was like, well, well, here we go. Well, Chia, it's been fun. I was like, I'm going to give this an hour. I'm going to put a podcast on. I'm going to give you one podcast for me to find them all. I did. Uh, thankfully it didn't take that long. It was just annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a good game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It took me by surprise. Well worth um, the freeness. 30, 30 bucks. Oh. It's not free for me. I don't have PlayStation Plus Ultra or whatever the fuck. LOL. PlayStation Plus Ultra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend it. I've also been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, and that is um, still good. What do you like better? Gia. <gasps> See, more reason Probably. why I should not play Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Um, no, it's not that I don't like it better. It's just that like, I've never played anything like Chia. Like, like what, it was such a surprise to me. And, and like, I really appreciated like the cultural aspect of Chia. Um, Resident Evil 4 remake is very good, but at the end of the day, it is also just more, um, of the Resident Evil remake formula. And it's more of a game that I've already played before and I already like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this last week a little bit. Uh, and I don't know if I like necessarily like really got my point across where like, I sort of asked how necessary is this as a remake? Um, and I, I don't even just mean like, obviously the controls aren't great in the original, but like the original was so groundbreaking because no one had ever made like a third person shooter like that before. And you know, you can't necessarily recapture that groundbreaking, like, holy shit, this is wild in a remake of that because like, well, third person shooters exist now, you know? Um, but I still think it's worth a play if you're a Resident Evil fan. Like, I am now, apparently. And um, I am enjoying my time with it immensely. I was reading some stuff about how they seem to be heavily hinting at Resident Evil 5 as being a remake. 
in the game. Oh, you think so? I think that's interesting. Yeah, they they were mentioning like again. I'm not. I have not played four. I have not played five. Yeah. But they were saying a lot of like there's like like a location and a couple comments that are implying that that would be the next place they are going. That would be interesting because um, I don't know how familiar you are with the overarching Resident Evil story. I've I, I've been like I've watched a couple YouTube videos in the background, like like hour long ones, and there's so many names and gobbledygook being thrown at me that I I did not follow. So the bad guy in the first game's name is Albert Wesker, and he disappears until Resident Evil Five, <laughs> in terms of the in terms of the uh, like mainline series. And then, uh, but he shows up in I think Code Veronica and another one of the like the spinoff, maybe Resident Evil Zero. Um, and so like he has not been featured in these remakes at all because he's just not in two, three, or four. Um, so like. Two, three, and four kind of tell a pretty linear story. Like Resident Evil two and three, like are like take place on the same night, so like they tell like a similar story of like what's going on in Raccoon City. And then four is pretty much a direct follow up to two in terms of like here's what happened with Leon. Um, so f- if they remade Resident Evil five, it would be kind of weird and like out of left field in terms of like the characters and everything like that. Because like again, like Wesker, the bad guy, isn't in them. Are you sure? Isn't in those two, three, four? What's that? Are you sure? I think so. In the remake? Are you sure? I think so. I wait I wait at the camera. Yeah. Is he in it? Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah. In four? Yeah. In the remake. Interesting. Thus hinting at Interesting. Five. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, but I think it's also we like might be weird because like Chris isn't in him. Chris is, you know, obviously one of the protagonists in the first game. Um, but Clary's he's in mentioned, it, right? Clary, he's mentioned Clary, in two. Riyadh yeah. Field. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> Your thoughts on Resident Evil 5 have been well documented. However, yeah, they shouldn't do that. Hasn't five wasn't that a really well selling game? Like didn't I mean I think they've all sort of gotten bigger and bigger as they went along. Six was horrible, I thought. Wasn't one of them bad? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Forget. Someone tell us the sales numbers of Resident Evil games. I'm really interested to hear what Resident Evil Origins Wolverine got. Uh, while we wait for that information from one of our listeners, Justin, you want to talk about the news? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> if you have that info, tweet it at us. DM us on Twitter. Um, message us on Patreon.com slash HitboxPod. Uh, anything you can do. Let's talk about the news. Uh, E3 is canceled. It's over. It's done. <laughs> um, uh, last week, uh, we, we talked about Ubisoft pulling out of uh, E3 in addition to, obviously, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Uh, and then NVIDIA and uh, Sega announced that they are not going to be there either. I think it was NVIDIA. Um, they announced that they're not going to be there either. And then... Um, we heard uh, the next day on um, March 30th, that it was, I think, Thursday or Friday, that, uh, hey, <laughs> this is, this was Thursday, uh, hey, E3's been canceled. Um, so Reed Pop basically said that it's going to continue working on future E3 events, but this year um, they said this. Uh, it, this it was a difficult decision because of all the effort that we and our partners put towards making this event happen, but we had to do it, what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. Um they basically just said that, you know, like it just wasn't ready and and there just wasn't the interest that they thought there would be for it. What do you think? So uh, I was listening uh, to I think it was the Friday episode of Kind of Funny 
games daily. And okay. Greg Miller comes out and it was called the eulogy to E3. So he comes out like very serious and is like talking about like putting it to rest or whatever. And he said, and now a word from our sponsor. And it was a sponsorship from Summer Games Fest. And it was that's so the funny, funniest. It, it, it was almost so it had to be intentional. Like it just had to be. But it was like a like a pull out ad of it. So I it, it like I was like driving to work and I literally just cackled um, as I as I heard that because I was like, this can't be real. Right. Um so I think there's a lot that's going into this. Um, I think we talked before, like to me, this is not a surprise. Um, this is something that I, I think is sad, but is not bad, if that makes sense. Um, because I think part of this is that the industry is changing. Um, yeah. And with the industry changing, uh, this doesn't make sense anymore. And it's, it's changing for a lot of reasons. Um, I think uh, there was a great uh, interview uh, with, um, let me pull it up for a second. Uh, Gamesindustry.biz had an article, mm-hmm. uh, an interview uh, with, uh, it was Christopher Dring um, who uh, ended up uh, interviewing, I think it was the head of, let me just, I want to check, uh, the ESA president and CEO, Stanley Pierre Lewis. So he mm-hmm. asked him some very hard-hitting questions about E3 and stuff. One quick note is that they say this right at the top of the article, um, that Read Pop, gamesindustry.biz was partnered with E3 and parent company Read Pop was organizing this year's event. So they, they this gamesindustry.biz has connections to Read Pop and E3 yeah. in certain ways. Um, but part of it was, uh, uh, he says very specifically that, um, people were excited about it, but when time came to get your deadlines done, a lot of companies started pulling out because they're, they didn't have the, it wasn't the right time for their gameplay. It wasn't the right time for their trailers. It wasn't the right time for this kind of stuff. Um, and some people were pulling out, not because they saw the writing on the wall. They just legitimately didn't have what they needed to show. And it wasn't something that was worth it for them. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, uh, they, they say here, um, uh, we were off to a strong start. There was interest among exhibitors, industry partners, media, and certainly the fans. Ultimately, however, there were challenges that proved too large uh, to surmount. First, several companies have reported that the timeline for game development has been altered since the start of COVID pandemic. Second, economic headwinds have caused several companies to reassess how they invest in large marketing events. And third, companies are starting to experiment with how they find the right balance between in-person events and digital marketing opportunities. Um, And I I think we talked about how E3 is good for these smaller developers in a way to get their names out there, to pair with the the big giants. But it's yeah. still an expensive week <laughs> for these yes. smaller ones. Buying booth space, getting marketing, getting your name on things. All of that stuff costs them money too. And quite frankly, that money is stuff that probably could be put directly back into the game or put in more digital marketing that can get out to more mm-hmm. people to, to get out in more different ways. So I, I just think it's the way not only COVID, I just think it's the way video games and how people get news about video games is changing that yeah. the moment of sitting in a theater and hearing the next f- two years of Sony and Xbox announcements is not what's going to happen anymore. And that's not what happens anymore. It creates unfair stress on game developers. Um, it puts too much, uh, it gives false hope to um, uh, fans who are looking forward to these games. And I think a lot of the times they're, they get upset with delays because they've been forced to, they've been announced 
they've had things announced to them too soon, so they get too excited and they get upset when they if they just didn't hear about it, they would be happier with it. So yeah, I don't know. It's sad to me because I will never see a press conference again like one of these E three press conferences in which you have all major uh uh all the bigs together in one week announcing yeah. everything. Uh, but I think this is what's best for the industry, and I think this is what's going to make the industry continue to um function. Um, in a way that is going to be best for everyone. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. Like, well, I guess we're, it's going to be weird to see where this goes from here. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, from or I guess like you said in the from that interview, like they do plan on on trying it again, but I don't know. I, I think that I think this might be it, which is disappointing. I mean, just it, like you said, it's it's always nice to see everything in the same room with, especially for me with like a live audience, I find that that always kind of gets, um, aids the, the, that experience. And like summer game fest just is not it. You know what I mean? Like, like not only do I kind of have, I'm just not super fond of like Jeff Keighley as like a host necessarily. Um, but like, I just don't think that like, you know, him being alone. Although, did he? Did, was there an audience for Summer Game Fest last I think year? There there I, I think there was, and I, I think while Summer Games Fest isn't necessarily it, I don't think that's any fault of Jeff Keighley. I think that's part of the no, part of no, the no, fault no. about what people had to announce. I think that's part of the fault yes. of other bigger companies having their own announcements. I mean, we still had a uh, sizzle reel from Nintendo at Jeff Keighley's event. Uh, we yeah. still had certain announcements from Microsoft. Uh, uh, last of Us Part Two, Part One was. Announced was announced there. there so you still have this opportunity for these big companies to pair with something like summer game fest and if anything this is only gonna make more eyes on summer games fest and i don't think it's yeah. gonna be a bad thing because i still enjoyed that those press conferences sometimes it's okay uh, there's not that much here there's maybe three announcements i was interested in but mm-hmm. i still think there's a room for something like summer's game fest and we don't have to sit here and watch the the cook media uh presentation anymore or all these other presentations that were popping up around e3 that don't really give us the same kind of immediate interesting fun pop like big pop moments that you would get at e3 normally so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think this is not a terrible thing but it's a sad thing yes i would have to agree um we saw more of Breath of the Wild, though, or <gasps> rather ter- Tears of the Kingdom. What a confusing or it, name. Or is it Tears of the Kingdom? I think, it says it at the top here. Let me find it. I think it's Tears, but it's here. They should have spelled it like in God of War. What do you mean? Like T-Y-R. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> No confusion. It is Tears there. of the Kingdom. It is Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so uh, in this, they showed off um, about ten minutes of, of gameplay on it. And first, the first thing that they say is, "Hey, development is done. Like the game is done. We are, uh, you know, um, it's it's all it's all finished." And then they showed off um, ten minutes of the game. And initially, he's running around, and it's like, "All right, yeah, this looks like Zelda, sure." And then he goes up into one of these sky islands or skylands, as I immediately formed in my head. <laughs> um, and they show off some of the stuff with this, and it really seems like they are doubling down on um, the sandbox mechanics of the first game by allowing you to like really experiment with the different items that are out in the world. So like um, they show off uh, an ability called Fuse, where you can like 
combine a stick with a rock and now you make like a big hammer that's going to be more durable which by the way weapon durability is back um but it's going to be more durable than than just a stick or a rock um and and you can use that to deal bigger damage they show off uh fusing a stick with the spear to make a really long spear (laughs) um and then they they show off uh like he he melds an eyeball to an arrow and makes like a heat seeking arrow um which is pretty cool and then on top of that, they show off um, another uh, ability called Ultra Hand, where you can basically like fuse different objects together. So he makes it like a makeshift raft and shows off some of the other like vehicle things that um, can can be made in the game. Um, and then I think the last thing they showed off was Ascend, which is um, the ability to just skip through any ceiling like if there's an if there's a ceiling above you you can just swim through it and then end up on the top of the of the surface Uh, they initially show it off in like a really small little like temple looking area um and then basically like they say like and i bet you're wondering if you can do this in mountains yes if you can do a cave like you can just climb to the top of a mountain in just a few seconds what do you think what how did you feel about this this gameplay showing um, I, I think it is, this, this is going to sound reductive. It is more breath of the wild with some new oh, tools. You think so? With some new tools. Um, yeah, but who knows like what they're not showing you. What are the dungeons going to be like? They're not showing right. you what is the story going to be like. And I think mm-hmm. like, obviously like when you're looking at this, their whole thing, it, it reminds me a lot more like they're trying to mix Minecraft almost with with uh, Breath of the Wild mm. a little bit. Sure, Instead of sure. having uh, buggy ways to make a thing fly in the sky, you can literally build something to fly in the sky instead of like doing these weird like glitches and like uh, time freezing things like that. Um, I think the tool set allows for a lot of cool and interesting stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm going to personally be there making uh, dirigibles and cars and stuff with my Sheikah slate unless I have to. Like, I don't think that's the way I'm going inter- to interact with the world. But sure. one thing I think it does do really well is it gives every item a purpose. Uh, how they showed that if you put the the um, the eyeball on your arrow, it becomes a homing missile, right? Like how they literally yep. show that kind of stuff. What are the other monster bits do? Uh, like dude you know everyone's been talking about because when he's like initially opens it up he opens up he's like oh you can make like an ice arrow and then he scrolls over two to the eyeball and the one between the ice and the eyeball i think was a piece of meat and like everyone's like what is the meat arrow <laughs> <laughs> like and like i think there's like a great kotaku article about like everyone wants to know about the meat arrow <laughs> like, so like, please i mean i think that's so cool and like yeah. the the experimentation and the the way to just play with this sandbox is going mm-hmm. to be infinitely changed and different um and i think even the the putting two items together the weapon durability is annoying but when you can make any stick into a viable weapon um i think that's kind of a cool like option uh, to, yeah. to mess around with and play with. So I think it just expands upon what Breath of the Wild was in ways that is going to allow for more experimentation, more fun. And I can't wait to see two years, three years down the road when people have really broken the game, what people can do with this tool set. Um, like that's going to be fascinating to me. 1000% agreed. And what I kind of like about this though, is that this like from the, the showcase that we saw, right? Like we haven't played the actual game itself, but it sort of seems like, 
this game is a response to the response that Breath of the Wild had of just like people going like, I can make something fucked up if I do this. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like there's the guy who's like, I made a flying machine in the original breath of the wild he's like i made i could made made something that could fly in the air and it just feels like they just like watched every like the response to that game and like watched like how absolutely nuts people went on like with the engine and with with, like the sandbox mechanics and just said like what if we just like leaned into that way harder and like uh, like that is in my opinion exciting to me um and and especially because not only am i gonna have fun like you know playing around with stuff but like what you said too like watching what people come up with is gonna be awesome what you say what if this ended um with them let's try one more thing and they like like they use the the sticky stuff in order to like start building like a like a almost like a spaceship kind of thing right and it looks like it has like some rockets you put on the back you get into it and they like launch up into the sky they clear the atmosphere and they get into space and there's like 30 other planets that you can explore and they're like tears of the kingdom, right? And you're like floating around like it's uh like no man's sky or something like that. What yeah. would you do? Um I would say, hey, Bethesda, see how there's <laughs> only like six planets here, and we're like all so excited because we know that they're like handcrafted and like made to be memorable. Um, and not a thousand pl- not not a thousand, not one thousand planets. And, and um, one of the planets is shaped in Majora's Mask's head is the Majora's Mask. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that's very that's very Metroid. Yeah. Um, like her her ship is like her helmet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like like seeing watching this. Like I'm I'm ex- I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna play this video game. Let me say that. Let me. I my bigger. Were you not before this trailer? Yeah, I was gonna protest it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, no, I, I was, I was gonna play this. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just gonna be very fun to see like the things that people come up with, and they also sort of mentioned like, hey, you know, we've shown off some of these machines uh, in previous trailers and, and whatever, um, but they said like, but none of those are pre-built. Like, those are all like things you make. Yeah, like, you're which not gonna I think find that was a, a cool machine. reveal um, that they yeah. had. Um, Agreed. There's, Agreed. A, there's a couple things I'm nervous about. Um, first of all, the like I understand what the game is, it does not mm. look any better than Breath of the Wild graphically. No, in fact, I don't know if it's like was like the what you like YouTube looks a little or worse. What. Looks a little. There worse. was some stuff that I was like, uh oh, yeah. this doesn't look great. Um, but whatever. I also, by the way, I never loved the graphical style of the original Breath of the Wild. I thought it always kind of like looked a little washed out. Well, I mean, they had to obviously. I mean, it right, ran on yeah. the Wii U, so like I think a lot of Fair. that, like you would assume something that they were specifically designing for switch hardware alone would would look a little bit better um but again from that little slice it did not the second thing is my biggest problem with um breath of the wild uh if i were to critique it the combat was not fun that's the thing i think that like breath of the wild it's true strength was like using the tools that you had to outsmart combat stuff yeah yeah. Right. To say like, OK, well, what if I lit this guy on fire and he ran into a bunch of bombs and then the bombs exploded and killed everyone in the camp? As a, it, but then when it's like if I just run up to you with my sword, like it's just like oh, and then when you're like fighting one of those bosses, uh, like it always just felt really clunky and like managing your inventory yeah. in the middle of the fight. It just never felt to me like it controlled in a way that was great. I, mm-hmm. I hope and I, I'm, I have seen nothing to make me think this. I would hope they just tighten that up a little bit make it a little bit more accessible a little bit more fun i don't think that's going to happen um yeah there was something my favorite zelda combat of all time 
Uh, say you want to say it with me on three. One, two, three. Say it. Twilight One, Princess? two, three. Uh, Wind Waker. It's close. Um, oh, okay. Wind Waker was my favorite. <laughs> it's such a simple combat mechanic. Um, but they had that like quick dodge button that it like made that like the the A button would make that like sound and like change its shape and you press that and you like dodge and slash behind them. Oh yeah. It yeah. was such a simple combat system, but it was really in depth. You had that uh, sword master on the island at the, oh, the opening yeah. town that you could have like really good like fighting with um some of the the battles that you had with those uh like uh armored uh guys were some of the the most fun i had fighting something in a zelda game um i just want more of that i just want it to control a little bit better in combat be a little tighter i don't think i'm getting that maybe i'm asking for too much um i didn't know i wanted sticky goob on everything but i guess that's what we're gonna get i i like it (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I am excited for this game. Yeah, um, and I think it seems to have ignited a fire underneath a lot of other people as well. Um, you know, it didn't ignite a fire though. The fucking PlayStation VR two because <laughs> <laughs> um, Look at that transition. To, that's a that's a ten point. Hey, thank you very much. Um, according to um, IDC, which is like a sales research um, company, uh, Sony. <laughs> uh, by the end of March has sold and this is estimated um, 270,000 units of the PSVR 2. Um, this is obviously very different than the uh, 2 million sales goal that Sony reportedly had um, for the like launch quarter of, of the PSVR 2. Um, but wow, that's not a whole lot of units. And like uh, and, uh, for to a certain extent, like this doesn't necessarily surprise me. I don't think they did a good job marketing this thing. Like, like a state of play direct, like that should, uh, excuse me. I feel like they should have done like a state of play to show off the PSVR two specifically. I know that they sort of spread it out over several different state of plays, but like, it just didn't feel like they marketed it particularly well. And as most things were like relegated to like blog posts, I think even the, the announcement of it was a blog post, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. That's how it initially came out. Yeah, because people were like talking about rumors of it for the longest time. Um, yeah. And they finally like, here it is. Very yeah. unceremoniously. Um, it's, it's also kind of wild, too, because uh, I remember the PS5 launched. Um, some people were asking like, hey, what about PSVR? And they just have like some like very noncommittal answers about like, eh, we, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> Like they're like, you really want to be using your move controllers? Come on, just get the get the PS5. Forget about the PSVR. Um, and then now they're like PSVR too. Like, come on, y'all. You know, like we <laughs> yeah. we've talked about this too about like there's just no like promise of longevity with this thing. Um, and so I think a lot of that stuff like uh, uh, <laughs> aided or I rather like worked against its. It in terms of selling uh what do you what do you make of this selling you know just over a quarter of a million i i don't like okay i there's so many things that are going through my head here yeah yeah anyone who is sort of keyed into video games would have mm-hmm. told you that this thing wouldn't sell well yes i would agree so i don't know what they were thinking at sony like were they thinking this is gonna sell like crazy like, were they thinking this is going to be the next big thing? And I think there's a couple things working against it that they should have seen. Um, mm-hmm. Losing your install base of the PSVR, the early adopters to that, and yep. asking them to, again, buy the system, buy games again. That was not a way to make the the faithful 
uh, Sony adopter or the early adopters happy. In fact, it's kind of like saying, sorry, you bought an inferior piece of hardware. You already bought those things. You're going to have to do it again. Um, so that hurts because those are the people who would have most likely bought this and made that two million goal, right? Yeah. But also, like, I really do think it's one of those things that it, it it's a really good piece of hardware. I think it's really an impressive piece of hardware. I yeah. think the people when people talk about it, they always talk good, like like pretty good about everything about it. Um, but it's still tied to your PlayStation and it's competitive with other VR units, not counting the PlayStation five in there. Um, and it's a really niche kind of product. So I, I really like, I almost don't understand like why Sony would do this. (laughs) Like, and I hate to say that, but like if they were going to do this, take it off the PS five. Make it a PC thing. They're dabbling with PC anyway. Why not yeah. just be a Sony electronic company and make your system for a computer? Yes. Like, why tie I, it to I, a console that agree. it does not fit with? Like, I feel like that is the biggest mistake that they made. Instead of focusing on, let's just make the PlayStation 5 the best place for VR, take what people already use, PCs. And where the uh, the uh, VR community, I think, thrives with like mods and customizations and things like that, they should have just stuck with that. So I don't know. It's just one of those, duh, this isn't going to sell well. Of course it wasn't. They should have known that in the meeting. They have people way smarter than me in those rooms <laughs> that have way more experience than me in those yeah. rooms that this should have come up and they should have come up with a plan because the plan of what they did not really putting a lot of focus on it, shadow dropping it, not having support in the same way with games. They have called the mountain. What else is new that's out? Well, and that's the other thing too, right? Like, like, listen, for people to want to buy your hardware, you got to have games. Like, like at the end of the day, like you can flex, you know, better, whatever, better this, better that you got to have the games for it. And I think that like, you look at the launch of the Xbox series X and the launch of the PS five. And like, to my understanding, the PS5 has sold better than the Xbox Series X. I don't know if that's true still, but like that is my and it's only like, gonna, it's only selling better and faster, right? But but because I think it's so especially when it launched, right? It's so easy to just look at like what's on the PS5 that I can't play on the Xbox, like all this stuff, right? Like Demon Souls and Spider Man and and Astrobot and whatever else was coming out, right? Um, what's on the Xbox that I can't play on the PlayStation? Nothing. They didn't have Halo. They didn't have Forza. They didn't have any of their big exclusive stuff, right? Like on the PSVR 2, I think we talked about it. It was like 38 out of the 38 PSVR 2 launch games. 30, like five of them are playable on the Quest. Like, like, no, there's no, there's no reason to buy this. <laughs> and it's also fucking $550. Um, Bloomberg talked to uh, uh, the vice president uh of data and analytics uh, at IDC, the, the the analyst company that came up with this, you know, tw- uh, two hundred seventy thousand unit number. Um, his name is Francisco uh, Garamino or Garanimo. Uh, And he basically told Bloomberg, he said, I suspect a price cut on the PSVR 2 will be needed to avoid a complete disaster of their new product. Consumers around the world are facing rising costs of living, rising interest rates and increasing layoffs. VR headsets are not top of the mind for most consumers under the current economic climate. Like that's just for real. Like, I I think that 
that is an absolutely um, true statement. So, and on top of that, like a fifty dollar price cut ain't gonna fix that. No, the like like the, the tough thing is this. From my understanding, from like talking to you and listening to other people talk about it, like this is by all intents and purposes like one of the better uh, like like VR headsets out there. It sucks that you can't hook it up to a PC, but in terms of like pound for pound, spec for spec, like it, it is up there in terms of like quality. I would buy this if it was two hundred and fifty dollars, right? Even then, I don't I, know. But like, like, I guess I'm just saying, yeah. like, like I could see a world where I would buy this if it was two hundred fifty dollars. I think when I bought my PlayStation, it was like two hundred with three games. Sure. Like, yeah, that's f- to, yeah. That to me, great. that was the bundle that I was like, "This is it. This is worth it." Um, yeah. And but like, yeah. Go on. No, I just I, I still don't know. Like, I would rather buy one of the PC ones. I have a good enough PC to play them. Yeah, agreed. But you know, I would buy this if it was that price. If it was two hundred fifty bucks. But like, it, it's worth more than that in terms of like what it is as a headset. But it's, there's just nothing for me on it. So. There you go. They should have talked to us. <laughs> yeah, we're we, hey, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm very cheap. I just charge um, about a thousand dollars a minute. Yeah, well, you know, if we could just get one thousand dollars, you know, just get us on the phone for you know one. I could do two I, minutes. I could I could spread a thousand dollars a long way. Yeah, that is a lot of five dollar foot. That is a lot. Do they still do that? No, no. It's like yeah. Just shame. It's like twelve dollars now. I bet. I remember when I used to get like two McDoubles for three dollars, and I was like, "This is awesome." Now it's like, like $5. I can't leave Taco Bell without spending twenty dollars, and that's crazy. And I eat it all. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, I do. Yeah, I'm like, but like, it's the, it's my same order. You know what I mean? It used to be eight, now it's twenty. Um, you know what has really truly been um, the thing that has sort of like clued me into the change in the economy? This is true. It is the rising price in um all you can eat sushi menus <laughs> so oh my god so used to be used to be twenty dollars now it's like 27 28 a ridiculous claire, claire and i went to all you can eat sushi at sushi city uh, uh if you classic. always be plug in it's like thirty dollars yeah. for the all you can eat sushi yeah it's it's tough man i it's tough out usually there. you can get out of there easily eating enough sushi to fill that yeah, well, you got to make, you know, if it's like as price has gone up, yeah. it's been like, well, now I got to eat enough to make right, this. Right. And worth um, it. like my wife did a lot of like vegetarian options. And I was like, we only saved like eight dollars. Yeah. So think about it at a certain at a certain point. It's it's um, tough to tough to do it all. My favorite part of all um, you can eat sushi um, is yeah. when they make you eat all the, the food that you have. And then you spend the last like 15 minutes of your meal like hiding the sushi or trying to find what is the <laughs> way that you can most acceptably leave the sushi on your plate without them like charging you, just, you for if it. You, if you destroy one of them, one piece and like sort of spread it out, out like around your plate, like you can say like, yeah, okay, that was like, you know, sort of the, the residuals from all of them. Yeah. Uh, what um, I went to all you can eat sushi with two friends of mine uh, when I was in college and um we ordered, I think it was like, and again, there are three of us. So I think we ordered like 120 pieces total, um, which Justin was too much. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Uh, especially because like, like uh, one of one of us sort of went off the rails and ordered a bunch of like 
You know, like, do you know how like there's like experimental sushi? Yeah, there's this one called Blue Sky like, that you should never eat. Oh, Blue Sky's uh, terrible. Don't, don't, don't touch do that. it. Don't yeah, do yeah. That. Um, but there, there'll be like, oh, it's like a mango sushi. Dude, like, there's ten, there's ten pieces on it. No, thank you. That mango sushi is my like cleansing oh, sushi. Oh, is that what so you, you like? You, it? You, okay. No, I don't. It, it's fine. But like, I have it. Like, I have my torch. I have a Godzilla, and then I've had like eight mm-hmm. pieces of those. I'm like, I need something light, something yeah, refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, yeah. Um, but no, so, so we ordered, we were just like eating as much as we could. And then like you hit that wall, right? And we're like, we still have to eat this. And so we were sort of like piece by piece, sort of just tearing these things apart. Um, it all sort of stopped when one of my friends, Patrick's like, he, he sort of shifted and he looked at us and he was like, guys, for real, just a single grain of rice just sort of like came back in my throat and like sat on my oh. tongue again. He's like, I'm done. It's literally, <laughs> it, it was, it was the rest of the sushi <laughs> being like, you gotta stop. Yep. This is, this yep. is the like, warning literally, sign. That's one this rice is, too much. I'll give you one warning. That's it. <laughs> so we were, so we were all stressed. We were like, oh my gosh, we're like sending all the sushi back. Like, oh, this is a, you know, we're gonna owe so much money. And she looks at it and she's like, like nine dollars. Does that, does that feel fair? And we were like, you know what, you know, an additional nine dollars for all of us. That is, you know, we are, you know, wasting this food. We do apologize. That that is fair. And she's like, no, no, nine split. So we're like, oh, three dollars for each of us. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the rising price of sushi has been what has sort of clued me into the economy shifting around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a damn shame. Let me tell you. Let me tell you that right. It certainly now. is. A damn shame. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor seems to be. Um, very well received uh, if if the recent previews have uh anything to say about it um uh, from what it sounds like this game is going to be everything that you liked about jedi fallen order um but more um more customization options a deeper bigger story bigger worlds um more like cool random star wars stuff uh what do you think of this, man? I'm so fucking stoked. I love I love the original game. I love Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I still think pound for pound, my favorite like media property is Star Wars. Um, okay. And like just to be in this world, I was watching a clip of uh them showing how it can be funny, and like there's a battle droid standing on top of a mountain, being like, ah, what a beautiful view. I'm here all alone. No one's watching me, and just like your your typical like battle droid like like comic uh like relief as just like stand there looking at it before you like come up and kill him um i just think there's so much charm in star wars and someone i hate uh quoting someone's tweet that i don't know who it was uh they said it feels like it's the third game in the series and what they mean by that is all the polish and jank that needed to be done fixed Mm, on the first one is fixed and then some because it is just like advanced so much in terms of how everything is so I'm very excited for it. Um, this will be a day one purchase for me, an easy day one purchase. Uh, and I can't wait to, you know, don my red hair again, pull out my double-sided lightsaber, yellow, of course, and uh, just dominate. Oh, yellow, the sentinel blade. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this as well. Uh, like, I liked, it's interesting, I liked the first one. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I remember... Um, a handful of moments where I had full body goosebumps. Um, <laughs> does it involve just full body chills? Does it involve a certain character holding back the entire force of the ocean? Um, it does not. But now that you're mentioning that, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just there's just there's some good plot moments. There's some good character drama going on in there. Um, and I'm I'm excited to to see more of it in in this sequel here. Um, also, it looks like Cal has a gun. Did he have a gun in the first one? I don't. He's got. I, did anyone mention gun? I don't rightly remember any of that. Oop. Um, blaster. Yeah, Cal uh, now has five combat stances at his disposal: single, double bladed, dual wield, cross guard, and blaster. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll be interested to see like how they change up combat and everything like that. Um. I might play it on a harder difficulty now that I've sort of cut my teeth on Souls games and, and whatnot. Uh, some um, of those bosses were but, impossible. That is actually very like fair. they were they were it was very challenging. Um, my friend oh, yeah. Sean uh, just started playing this for the first time because I recommended he do that. Um, mm. And he was saying how uh, it is like 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 oppressively hard at points um i also i remember finding now that you mention it some difficulty in the encounters because like the first like six boss fights or something it's not that like i'm exaggerating obviously but it, it, like the first like several encounters like boss fight encounters are like supposed to lose fights yeah. and i remember that for the first time like there was one that wasn't i think it was like that for that the sister who was like all like big and like yep. yellow yep, you know i'm yep, talking yep. about and he's like, oh, I'm, I, I, I don't have to beat like, this one. Oh, I, this is obviously a supposed yeah. to lose fight because like I just got my shit rocked, and then like, like you reload it, and like, oh, oh no, this oh, is oh, oh no. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to this. This will be this be a good a good game. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I think so too. Um, it, it when does this come out? End of this month, I think. Um, let me. Now, the, the, here's what my one critique of this game. Star Wars Jedi. It's got a bad title. I'm, I'm just going to be I'm going to be real with you, man. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a bad title. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 would have been a good title. Yeah, like keep it easy. Uncharted 2. Yeah, by the way, uh, comes out April 28th, 2023. Did you just say Uncharted 2 is a good name? Yeah. That is not the name of that game. It's Uncharted 2, A Thieves' End. Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. Uncharted, Lost Legacy. It could, like, it, it, they're all so interchangeable. <laughs> like, at the uh, end of Thieves Tell No Tales. Uh, like, it's like, literally like, the most, like, like quick, think of a subtitle. It's, uh, it's, Uncharted 2, uh, Drake's Revenge. It's Uncharted Drake's... 2, Among Thieves. What's the fourth one? I thought that was, I thought that was the fourth one. Uncharted 4... Uncharted for a thief's end. Oh, a thief's end. It the doesn't end of to the... me. If you number it, who cares what it says? Yeah, after that's true. That, no, you the know? subtitle. It's yeah, just if very it was... clear. Jedi. But then it also makes me wonder, like, what is the is the name of this series? Star Wars Jedi. I guess so, right? Because it's Star Wars Jedi colon, and then the name of the, the game. That's a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Two would have been a better name because right now I'm watching I'm hearing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. What, what like, if they did? Is this a new? Is this a new right, season? This of, is what I'm thinking. Of Survivor. They're like Star Wars yeah. Jedi, um, and then they say Survivors, but then the I and the Jedi yes. turns into Roman numeral two. Uh, Jedi two. I would be <laughs> Star Wars Jedi absolutely. Two. And then for the third like one, it, it becomes Roman numeral three. And then Jedi. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> you know, can I tell you something? This makes me so like, um, 
so like stupidly angry. Like there's no reason for me to get as worked up about it as I do. Uh, go ahead. And, you remember the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Oh yeah. Do you remember what the logo of that was? Um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be stupid. So it is the most insecure thing I've ever seen. Uh, so go ahead look up Kenobi logo. So it just says Star Wars, Obi-Wan, Kenobi. And the fucking eye in Kenobi is just his lightsaber. That's stupid. Like they were like, how do we, what do we, how are we going to make this look different? Give it, uh, make the eye the lightsaber. Why? Oh, but I, I, I'm so, I know I'm like, no one cares about this. There's no reason to get worked up about it. It's just, I look at it and it makes me so angry. It's just so like well, on the nose, but like, well, he has a lightsaber. So what if you just put well, a lightsaber? Peter, in the O is also the death star. Don't you see that? Is that true? No, it's not. <laughs> That, but that would have been like the same but like it's the same thing it was just like like it's like it's just like hey i just got done with my first day of graphic design school like do you need me to make anything yeah just make the logo for our fucking show real but it was quick. all about him being able to use the lightsaber again and who is, is the only jedi about? that can go toe-to-toe with a full-strength darth vader who's not conflicted by the love of his son didn't it kind of make it like worse make episode four a little bit like not worse is the wrong word just like makes it weird with the way that he's like when they find out like oh obi-wan's on the death star obi-wan and and and, uh darth vader's like wait hold on a second that's something i haven't felt and he kind of trails off and he walks away because like i assumed that it was like he was like Oh, I th- you know, it's not something I felt yeah, since no, we last no, saw like, each other. This is something like, I've felt, and he's like, I'm going to get him back this time. I'm going to fuck him up again. Yeah. Where, Third where time's like, a charm. Like, oh, last time I saw him was I was getting my arms and legs cut off, and I landed in a pool of lava 25 years ago. Or, and, and then now it's like, oh, I saw him fucking last week. Oh, it was longer <laughs> like, than that. I mean, like, there's there's a clear, years, clear age gap between the actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah, obi-wan kenobi how are you gonna look like alec yeah, guinness it takes, took a little bit six years totally didn't want to be there yeah it's a, it's the same thing as like um uh michael fassbender in dark phoenix it's supposed to look like magneto in like three years yep, yep. <laughs> like it's supposed to look like uh uh tureen mckellen anyway um star wars jedi survivor um can't wait for the jeff probst cameo uh, Jeff Probst is the host of Survivor. So there's oh, that. that, that's a funny one. I was like, what if, though? What if he's a Jedi? I, I always figured he'd be a yeah. Jedi. He seems he seems like the type. He seem, Jeff Probst seems like the guy who could pull out a triple backflip. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it really came down to it. What color would... Are you, do you know enough about Jeff Probst to talk about what color his lightsaber would I be? I mean, it would, it would definitely be like, um, it would probably be like a very dark green. Not a not a pale yeah, green, he, but like just dark. He's got like a, this green hat that he's been wearing for the past like six mm. seasons. And it's like, it would definitely sort of go yeah. with it. But then the other the other side of the argument is like, or does it match his blue shirt that he's been wearing since fucking was, That's another one. Because when I was picturing like, <laughs> him, I was picturing him in a blue shirt. I didn't know that was like... As, he's got the blue no. shirt. No, that is like established Jeff Probst huh? look. Um, or does it do yellow to match his khaki pants? I don't know. Like, hey, let's be honest. So many he's probably options. a blaster guy. Oh, I can see him sort of just like from the hip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so uncivilized. Uh, hey, thanks so much for listening to our show. That's gonna do it for us this week on Hitbox, episode number 138. 
Um, if you haven't already, click on the link in the description of this episode to hop on over to our Discord server. Um, join us there. Uh, we're gonna, you know, create a new empire. Your new empire. <laughs> um, stop me now. I'm gonna just continue you're, you're, with the you're Star doing Wars great. Quotes. You're doing great. Another happy landing. Um, so, what was I saying? Uh, Discord server, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and hop into uh, patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 uh, podcast producer, or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jane Olin, like Dave Parker. If you do, you get an additional 30-minute bonus episode every single week. We're about to talk about John Wick. Can't stop us talking about John Wick here on the show. Um, and um, if not, all good. Follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod. Remember to... Uh, share the episode with a friend or an enemy or lover, past lover, ex-lover, or someone you just kind of miss. You know what I mean? Like ships in the night, you sort of uh, uh, missed each other and, and you, you sort of like left with the, with the feelings of what could have been. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're making perfect sense. Okay, good, good. Yeah, just share it with whoever. Um, Am I forgetting anything, Justin? No, you you, you got everything. So. You literally named every possible relationship you could have with someone. <laughs> I did. I did. Strangers. It's strangers. I forgot strangers. Mm. Uh, parents, siblings, mm. uh, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Pets. Um, pets. Yeah, Archie loves the soothing sound of our voices. Yeah, I know how... You're, I, I know how agitated he becomes when we clap sync. Yeah, he really doesn't like that. <laughs> he doesn't like that. No, no, no. Uh, but hey, thanks so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>